This is Talk Tantra to Me, a podcast that takes a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. I'm your host, Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse. My intention in this podcast is to normalize bodies and the things they do, like embodying spirituality, being naked, and sexy. In modern society, we are taught that sex and spirituality do not go together, when in fact, they are integral to one another. It is my mission to empower you to reclaim your sexuality by dismantling false conditionings and fear-based belief systems. When we reclaim our bodies and our eroticism, we are able to shift our perspective of ourselves and our sexuality to a place of unconditional love and curiosity. I want to express my gratitude to you for tuning in today. I truly believe that everyone who finds these words is integral to this progressive shift in our collective consciousness. I'd also like to encourage you to listen to your own divine knowing first. What is true for me and what my guests share in this podcast will not be true for everyone. So please approach the messages you hear today with curiosity and decide for yourself what resonates with your soul experience. So without further ado, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 12 of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. So today I talk Tantra with Annalise Oberts. She is the founder of Puzzlegasm, which is a super fun puzzle company that utilizes erotic art instead of those boring landscapes and still lifes. She also studied Tantric Buddhism and has incredible insight on open relating in marriage and long-term relationships. We've been having so much fun already, giggling and chatting. We're here today in the flesh in my apartment in Los Angeles. So thank you, Annalise, for being here. To start us off, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? So I'm Annalise. I'm the founder of Puzzlegasm, an erotic puzzle company that was just launched um, about two weeks ago. Um, I have a long and interesting history and background, which um, I'll share some parts of that on the podcast with you. Um, I don't know. I think we can just start. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, based on our previous conversations, I know that you study Tantric Buddhism in India, which is amazing. It's something that I would love to do. I would love to hear more about that. Sure. So, um, senior year of college, I decided that I wasn't going to do my major anymore and I was going to switch majors. And <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, like I do. And um, I decided that I would... I had enough credits with all of my Asian studies classes that I had taken to actually major in Asian studies. So I switched my major from psychology to Asian studies and um, I left for India for six months with no real clue of like what I was really getting myself into, but just having like a um, open mind of what I possibly might be interested in. And at the time I was really into world religions. So I had taken a lot of classes on Hinduism and um, Buddhism at 
college, but I've really kind of wanted to expand my knowledge on that because I've been doing a lot of yoga. So I went um, to India with five other people and it was a super small group um, and I needed to write my thesis and when I got up there I was so um, intrigued by just like the the energy of where I was. I was up in the Himalayas in a place called Sikkim. And um, I started going to the temples every day. And there I kind of, I met some monks and they became friends with me and we, be, or we became friends and they took me under their wing and they started teaching me about Vajrayana Buddhism, which is also Tantric Buddhism. So at that point I, just, I needed to find a, um, a a topic to write my thesis on and I decided I was going to write it on tantric Buddhism. For, so for the next six months I spent under their wings studying Tantra and Tantric Buddhism. Buddhism. That's so interesting. What were some of the, like the key takeaways from like that part of your life and that time in, in India? I loved the presence. The presence of um, being in a sacred space and learning about all of the intricacies of the religion, I guess. I'm not even religious, but like there was such like an, a strong aspect of spirituality that was in, in kind of embodied in that tantric practice where like you look and you stare at a deity and kind of like even become one with them. Um, so that really, I, I mean, my, my thesis was on the rituals and gestures of um, tantric Buddhism. So I studied a lot of like the symbolism and what you know some of the um, like the deities were doing on these like tanka paintings, which are like these beautiful. You have one. On yeah, <laughs> I do. But, like, <laughs> I got that in um, in Nepal. Yeah, but there's just like so much in each color symbol. Like there's so much meaning in it. So I think for me, like the main takeaways with that was just like really becoming present and um, also having like an open mind and really expanding my mind beyond like what I knew. Yeah. And by doing so, I learned so much and was also able to connect with myself and with like these monks who don't even normally chat with women, but they were so open to teaching me and like wanting me to learn about what they had spent so much of their lives learning about that um, we became really, really good friends and it was it was just such an interesting experience. <laughs> and I've, I've, I still take away some of the things that I've learned from there. I, I carry a lot of like the Buddhist, um, even though I'm not religious, I do take away like a lot of their um, philosophies and like kind of embed them into my everyday life. Yeah, compassion, kindness, and presence. Yeah, presence. Yeah. I really I resonate so much with this this idea of presence, and I think that people don't realize that like that's actually what tantra is. It's really about like how can you make the art of living in every present moment. And while sexuality is a great tool, because how can you like if you're having sex with someone and you're not present, then like you're not really having an authentic sexual experience, yeah. right? So it's a great tool for like making yourself present. I mean, I feel like we've all been in a situation where we've been having sex and like you lose track of time and like space and everything, which is super beautiful. But there are so many ways to do that, and that's really what tantra is. It's all of those things. 
So what can you just share like what you're working on now? I'd love to hear more about Puzzlegasm and how that started. Sure. So I am heavily involved in puzzles right now. You could call me a puzzle saleswoman, <laughs> which I never thought in a million years I would ever be creating or making puzzles, but I love it. And it's so fun. And I feel like this business has like allowed me to really step into my authentic self. And I feel like super on purpose, which um, I feel like I've been lacking in the past couple of years. Um, just kind of like really trying to find my true north again. And I feel like I found it in these puzzles, which is amazing. So um, Puzzlegasm actually started... Um, the idea came to us just maybe like a couple years ago when we were on a ski trip um, with our really good friends. We saw this puzzle. It was like on the, the table when we came into our Airbnb. And it was half finished. It was a thousand pieces. And it was this really awful underwater mystical scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so boring. And the color palette was boring. And... But it was also a challenge staring at us. Yeah. So every night after coming back from skiing, we'd work on it. And we wouldn't go to bed until really late because we were like, oh, we need to put in um, another piece. And it just kind of got addicting, Yeah. Um, as puzzles are. And I kind of forgot because I hadn't done one in so long. And it was also this just really fantastic mind massage in a way. I was like, wow, this is amusing my mind in all these ways. Um, that I haven't in a while, yeah. um, and I just felt super focused and present once again. Yeah. Um, and we ended up finishing the puzzle, and then we noticed that there was one piece missing, and we couldn't find it anywhere. And we were like, we have to find the piece. Like, this is the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Oh. And so we lifted up the table, and I think the owner had put the puzzle piece underneath the table as like a joke or something because it was perfectly placed underneath like the round part of the base of the table. Wow. And we put it in and it was literally the best feeling. It was like having an orgasm. <laughs> so. So satisfying. It was so satisfying. So we decided um, that we wanted to do more puzzles when we came back from our ski trip. So we Google searched sexy puzzle. Nothing came up absolutely nothing came up we were like we're done with these mystical underwater scenes we don't want to do a field of flowers no more windmills like we need something <laughs> sexy we're like fun playful adults so we decided that we would get into the erotic puzzle business my husband and I and we kind of put it on the back burner things got busy with our other jobs and um then quarantine hit in or the pandemic hit in March, and we found ourselves quarantining in Australia for a couple of months on uh, ben Mom, Ben's mom's farm. Um, and I needed, I wanted to like work on something since we were gonna be there for a while. So I decided that it would be the perfect time to start Puzzlegasm. And the name came to us probably like six months prior just randomly and all the domain spaces and everything were available but um we decided we'd start Puzzlegasm and yeah like what 10 months later here we are selling puzzles that's amazing and it just launched right it launched two weeks ago how's it going it's been met with great enthusiasm it's been going so well it's so fun I've met so many amazing people including yourself yeah through um 
this little venture of ours and I'm just like so excited to see where it's gonna take us um, I feel like there's definitely a need for sexy puzzles especially right now yeah I totally agree and just to put like a little background information in so we met because I saw a Puzzlegasm product <laughs> on a model that I follow. I don't even think this model follows me back, but we found it on her page. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, I want to be a puzzle. Like, you know, obviously because I do, you know, nude modeling as well. And then I think I saw another girl or something. I don't know. Anyways, I just decided I needed to get to the bottom of this and I wanted to be in a puzzle. <laughs> I love it. So I messaged, um, I messaged the Puzzlegasm Instagram. I didn't know who was behind it. Like a lot of people in the erotic space are like men too. So like I don't know if this is a man or this is a like no idea. Anyways, I was met by this like amazing, gorgeous creature, and we had like a call just to chat about like what's going on and whatever. And obviously found out that um, Annalise does or she studied tantric Buddhism and she has this really beautiful marriage and I just was really inspired by her. So I thought I would invite her on the podcast. Um, so thank you again for being here. Thanks for reaching out. I love, I think that my superpower is connection and that's one of the things that I really wanted with this company was to connect. Yeah. And I really, really value human connection and, um, I, so I loved when you reached out to me. It was, uh, it felt super authentic. And then I remember when we were talking and chatting back and forth and we just discovered we had so much in common beyond anything like sexual, like in terms of like talking about sex or like being open yeah. with our, you know, sexuality and being, being okay to yeah. talk about things like that. It was like, we love to travel. Like you spent so much time in India. Yeah. Like there were just so many other um, similarities. And yeah. I love when that happens. It's like, it's amazing um, that the universe like is so synchronistic sometimes. I agree. I think this is a perfect example of the fact when you step into your purpose and you fully embrace who you who you truly are you're just like a magnet for amazing people because I wouldn't have really found you I don't think unless I was well maybe that's not true but I, I think that I definitely wouldn't have found you if puzzlegasm wasn't a thing like for sure would not have and how cool is that and then we get to have this amazing platform also to chat on that I created so beautiful but it wouldn't have happened again if either of us were ignoring you know like the call to follow our passion which is amazing so um, I also wrote down, you said this during our last chat, which was over Zoom, now we're in person in my apartment in Hollywood, but, um, and I, I just want to repeat this because I really liked it and I kept it in my notes for this, but you said that Puzzlegasm is a space for empowerment, did I write this down right? A space for empowerment from a playful mindset or something like that. Yeah, so I feel like Puzzlegasm is more than just puzzles. So for me, the reason that I created this with my husband was that I feel like having a physical object that's playful, such as a puzzle, where you can connect with either yourself or other people. So oftentimes you're probably going to be doing a puzzle with other people. Yeah, like. I'm saving my... I have a puzzle gasm, by the way, but I'm saving it for, <laughs> for I don't a know. Special a special evening. someone. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like... Some 
something like that is like it's like such an icebreaker and it's something that's so playful that you can use as a tool of you know for a medium almost um to connect with other people about things that might be kind of awkward to talk about especially like in um american culture i just feel like we're a little bit more closed off than some other countries and i feel like talking about sex can be super taboo sometimes and really uncomfortable for people but when you have something that's so playful and fun i think it just opens up the conversation for playful banter and uh, you know conversations that you might not have ever had before even with someone like your mom or whoever it is that you're gifting a puzzle gasm to absolutely um so i feel like it is a space and for people to feel empowered um in themselves like our models and people that are like creating the art like they get to be empowered in their creative visions um yeah and then the I just feel like it's a an amazing way to allow people to be completely expressive and free in their authentic self yeah I love that I think that's really important to talk about too empowering artists like how cool is that and I feel like our sexual energy is really synonymous with our creative energy absolutely so, it comes from the same place if yeah. you don't have if you're not open creatively your sexual energy is going to be also affected by that because yeah. it comes from the same chakra yeah absolutely the sacral chakra in yeah. case anyone go back to listen to uh, I think it's episode 6 and 8 they go all about the chakra stuff <laughs> Um, anyways, cool. And how is that, how, how is it, you know, building a business with your husband? It's been really awesome. I feel like we obviously, um, have different, we have, we are very different people, but we have very similar values and we have very different skill sets. So it's amazing that we're able to meld, uh, our skill sets together and things that we don't agree on, we just communicate with on. Um, just like our relationship, you know, we're not always going to agree on the same thing in our relationship. Yeah. So it's um, been an amazing uh, channel for us to even build our relationship because we have to talk, we have to communicate, we have to be honest with our feelings, we have to be respectful to one another. Yeah. So... Um, it's been really cool building something with him and um, seeing it actually take off has been something I'm really proud of. Beautiful. Even in just like the last two weeks. So. Uh, so many things to celebrate. Yeah, lots to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I feel like there's so much fear for people around building businesses with people that they're close to. And I think that really just comes down to like, can you communicate with that person? And come from a place of authenticity and also just, I don't know, letting go. Or, like, how does that work for, for you guys? Yeah. Um, I think that we have, um, I mean, I think it just kind of goes back to, like, the foundation of our relationship, which was built on trust, communication, and respect. And I think that um, we're super respectful of each other's opinions, but we're obviously going to say when we're not feeling like this is on point with the business or, we, yeah. you know, we're not like a hundred percent in agreement in the way that the business is flowing, but we always have each other's backs. So that's yeah. like the best thing. So if we are, if we need to step away cause it can be a lot, especially in 
quarantine when we're next to each yeah. other 24-7. And he has a regular job as well, so I'm, like, the person that runs, like, the day-to-day -day operations. That was really amazing. Thank you so much for answering that question. Moving from there, because of our past conversations, I know that you have an open relationship with your husband, and I think that that's something that is so beautiful and admirable and... Uh, it's I've tried open relating in the past a few times and it's never been successful and, and I think that has more to do with the maturity of my partners and myself to be completely honest but at the times when I was doing this but to be in like a long-term relationship with an open marriage I, I'm just curious how that works how that started kind of how that journey's going the whole sure yeah so we weren't always open so we had a long-distance relationship for two and a half years between um, L.A. and uh, Australia. Wow. So we met in Cambodia in a temple and literally were together for 13 hours. It was back in the time where you were doing, we were doing Gchat and Skype. That was like our main form of conversation. And um, yeah, spent 13 hours together and then decided that, like, we really were in love with each other. It was literally, like, love at first sight. Wow. Um, this is, like, my dream Which scenario. is so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy. <laughs> and I was working for a nonprofit at the time, not making very much money. So I was saving all of my money so I could go visit Ben in Australia whenever I could. Um, but being that our relationship was long distance, we needed to have a firm um set of boundaries in place yeah so that we would both feel safe uh-huh so for us like i said earlier it was always a relationship that was built on trust communication and respect and those values i guess more values in place so those values have carried through to this day mm -hmm. like that is what our relationship has um that those are like the foundations of our relationship and it was probably in 2016 when we started opening up our relationship um it was interesting because so I that was, was sorry that was oh, yeah. how many years into the marriage out of um just, we got married in five years in so about five years in and now yeah. how long have you been married We'll be married 10 in May. Oh, my God. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, so Thank about you. five years in, you opened. We decided we'd open it up. Um, there were, like, a series of events that kind of, like, led up to this point. But one of the main reasons was that I came out. I was like, I'm not exactly straight here. <laughs> you know, I'm a very fluid person. Yeah. And I felt like I was kind of, like, holding parts of me back and I wasn't able to be authentically fully who I was and that was really starting to bother me yeah so I had like a conversation with Ben about it and he was so open and loving towards this I guess it wasn't even a revelation but it was just like a um it was just so so open and loving towards what I was having to tell him, which yeah. could be really scary, you know what I mean? Yeah. And instead of being scared, he, like, took it into... He was the one that was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, let's see how we can work through this mm -hmm. and how we can integrate it into our relationship. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was so beautiful and mature. And it was scary for me to even, like, say yeah. this out loud because it had never been something that... I was able to actually say out loud. So yeah. that took a lot of courage for me to say it out loud and a lot of courage 
for him to receive it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we started, like, experimenting with this new um, information. And we decided, you know, it's, it's grown. It's, like, really grown from what it was to what it is now through a lot of trials and um, different experiences. And it's become this, like, super beautiful, open, loving relationship that's still built on those three pillars of yeah. communication, respect, and, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the other one. Trust? Trust, yeah. yeah. Um, and today, I feel like we've, re- we've come to this point where we realize that, you know, we're able to love people other people but that does not diminish the love and respect that we have for each other yeah and it keeps things really exciting and playful and fun we're both super playful and fun people so it I mean I think I'm fun and playful. <laughs> obviously puzzle <laughs> gasm hello yeah. but like I feel like it's a it's really allowed us to expand beyond anything in my wildest dreams. And because of that, we've made some of the best connections with people that I feel like we never would have had had we not opened our relationship up. Yeah. And I think it's allowed other people to explore um, their own selves. Yeah. In ways of like, even like people that are not fluid of being like, oh, well, maybe I can open my mind up to something a little bit different, or maybe I can keep my heart open a little bit more so I can allow different energy to come in that serves me better. Yeah. So there have been a lot of, like, really um, powerful manifestations that have come out of this relationship. Wow, that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, yeah, it's interesting. I think with any challenge in a relationship, having two people that are willing to like grow through things rather than like, I feel like there's two mindsets that you can have in a relationship. And one of those is replacement mindset where when something isn't working, you're just like, I'll just find someone else not realizing that you're probably going to attract the same type of person that's going to have the same issues because really it's a reflection of yourself. And so obviously when you can shift into growth mindset where you're willing to grow through things together and and take responsibility for what your trigger is around something, that's really powerful. And I love that you just said that because I do feel like this relationship is a growth mindset relationship. It's an evolution. It's an evolution of ourselves, our souls, um, our just of our relation, like of ourselves individually and of our relationship, like as a couple. Yeah. And it has allowed us to grow in all areas of our lives. Not only our like, you know, intimate relationship, but it's allowed us to grow in our careers. It's allowed us to grow. I mean, yeah. look at where we are with like Puzzlegasm. I don't think I would ever have started a erotic puzzle company with Ben had we not been in this type of relationship because it's allowed me to be so much more authentically free in who yeah, I am. Yeah, absolutely. And therefore empowered in who I am. Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, well, I'm just going to go out who I, who I am, as who I am, and, like, take it or leave it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, mold myself into a little box so that you feel okay. Yeah. Like, no. Absolutely. I Gone think- are those days, you know? Like, <laughs> if you feel uncomfortable because you are around someone that's 
feels empowered in her own sexuality and self, then you have to like look inside of yourself and figure out why you are feeling triggered by this. Absolutely own it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something. <laughs> really, I got really into that one. I felt it. I like my mind was like, go, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna ask this next, and then I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was like my like. That was I was like feeling it. Yeah. What was I gonna fucking say? Shit. I'd like to take notes as I'm going, so I try to remember. But I was like really into it. <laughs> Um, that's one thing I wanted to say, but that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, what I was going to say is having a supportive partner can set you free to yourself. Like, oh, like absolutely. how you were, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like having Ben support me in, um, in like me supporting him in both our relationship and other areas of our lives, we're then able to really step into our own sense of self our own self our own authentic embodiment of who we are without feeling like we're less than who we are you know yeah. what I mean? if that makes sense because we're supported by each other and then this amazing community of people that we've chosen to surround ourselves with yeah. who also support us in our dreams and visions and goals and even if they're not in this type of lifestyle they can understand and they see us and they still support us yeah which i think absolutely. is a really beautiful thing it's like while Annalise and Ben were really not there, but like good for you, thank not you. for me. Yeah, thank you for showing us this side of yourselves. Like we support you, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, I think that's really important to see too. That like it might not be for everyone, but like how amazing is it that you're showing a way? Like this is how it can. This is like one way it can happen. It doesn't have to look like you know, the typical monogamy forever and, like, sneaking around outside. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. You can also do this, open relating, which is really beautiful. And I think for a lot of people, this is what I used to, like, say when I was, like, I was always the one that was, like, let's have an open relationship with my partners when we tried it, which is also probably a part of why it didn't work. But what I would say, too, is, like, love is infinite, first of all. And, and you had kind of touched on this, this idea that just because, like, you're loving someone else, it doesn't mean that that takes away from the love that you're, like, infinitely giving anyway. Like, it's, like, it's not like we're running out of this thing. It's, like, love is literally the essence of who you are. So it's not, like, going anywhere. On top of that, though, when you open your relationship, from my perspective, from my truth, is that when you start seeing someone, like, a secondary partner or a partner outside of your primary partnership, um you have the what will often happen is that you learn something from that other your secondary partnership that you can then bring back to your primary partnership which allows your pri primary partnership to grow even more which is like amazing and it's also i 100 percent agree with this that's what you just said but i also feel like it's also super sexy to like come home and yeah. be like okay I'm, like, super turned on, and, like, I'm about to ravage you right now, <laughs> and, like, let's, let's, like, roll with this yeah, energy. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun and so playful, and I think, um, for me, especially because I do identify as being fluid, it is nice to be able to experience energy with, um, more, like, feminine energy. Uh-huh as well yeah that like 
and we talk about this. Ben's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like a man. Like, yes, I am feminine, but like, I'm never going to be able to provide you with like that of actual yeah energy from like a female if that makes sense absolutely and in general everyone's energy is different yeah and if you feel really called to one like how beautiful is it to, to be able to surrender to that call and have the support and still know that you have like a solid foundation to go back to exactly and I feel like that's what we have it's this really beautiful open loving I mean we are more in love with each other every day I mean, every single day, I feel like I'm more in love with him than I was, like, when we first met. You know what I mean? It's, like, every day we grow upon, we grow and we evolve, even if it's just, like, a small little step. And, yeah, there have been times where, like, things are a little bit rocky where it's, like, ooh, that didn't feel good. But we've learned from it. We're, like, okay, we have to be uh, really conscious about the types of energy that we bring into our relationship. Like, how does that feel for you? How does it feel for me? Like, how are we, how are we going to manage this? Yeah. So there's just like so many, there's so many things to learn from, um, every day being open. And it's not to say that we're going to be open forever. Yeah. Like I think we have the right to choose however we want our relationship to go and flow. Yeah. Um, but for right now it's working really well and it's keeping things spicy and Uh it's fun and allows us to be free and playful and yeah yeah I love that do you have any advice like if someone was in a long-term relationship and they wanted to open it up like what would be your biggest piece of advice that you would give I think my biggest piece of advice would be for um to make sure that you have a solid foundation between each other to make sure that like you know you have a solid foundation especially with your communication yeah and being respectful of the other person and um just having like that trust built up because it can be triggering sometimes you know and I and I don't think that you expect things to be triggering like some things you might be like that's totally okay with me and then Something happens and you're like, oh, that doesn't actually feel that good. Yeah. And so then you have to be able to communicate that and have the tools in your toolbox to like be able to work through those issues. Because otherwise it's just not going to work. Like, it's just not. And I think everyone, um, like an open relationship doesn't have a set of rules. You know, I think it's for every couple to define their own rules and boundaries around it. Like you can read all the books, I think, but like at the end of the day, it's like what's comfortable for you and your partner. Like Mm -hmm. how are you going to make this work? Yeah, that totally makes sense. So just taking the time to have those conversations and to think about like, what's your intention with this even? Like what is the purpose of opening a relationship? Which looks different. Which looks different for everyone. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, moving on from there, we're kind of wrapping up here. Last couple of questions. So how can listeners integrate kind of the conversations that we talked about today? So I think for me, I have always in the past five years, just through this growth period that I've been, um, and growth journey that I've been on, I think keeping an open mind is so important. Keeping an open mind, being flexible to change, being open to growth, um, 
I think that like that has been one of the biggest things for me is just remembering to stay open and to um, really just follow an energy of authenticity of like does this feel authentic in my body like yeah. is this a genuine feeling what am I trying to do here like is it for me or is it to prove to another person that I'm someone and I always like to be like is does this feel good in my body yeah and not judging other people if it's like it's good good for you like you do that you do that but like that might not be good for me or it doesn't work for me absolutely and staying open to the fact that like not everything's gonna work for everyone yeah not judging but also like staying grounded in like your own boundaries and your Mm -hmm. own like truth really and your own values yeah yeah absolutely i think that's great i totally agree um, and what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> Where do I even begin? Why limit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for one, what turns me on is making sure that I'm taking care of myself, number one. So getting mm-hmm. enough sleep. I don't drink any coffee um, because I'm not good with caffeine, I have a lot of natural energy. So just making sure that I'm feeding my body with um, things that really make me feel good, making sure that I'm exercising, making sure that, um, you know, I'm keeping, like, a healthy mindset. These things are all things that help my turn on, 100%. Yeah. Like, making sure that I am seducing myself every single day, whether that's, you know, taking a really long shower and putting bath oil on or wearing lingerie underneath my t-shirt and sweatpants <laughs> like or not wearing anything yeah. at all like I feel like turn on to me isn't necessarily um, something that needs to be super pronounced it can be very um, overt yeah yeah it's a personal yeah. feeling like whatever yeah. It's different for everyone, and I think that, like, this idea that you really were very... Like, I really resonate with this idea of, like, doing something for you first. Like, making sure that you are taking care of yourself and, and starting starting with that relationship because laying that foundation is what allows you to feel this... To share your eroticism with the people in your life. And then also having, like, a self-pleasure practice and, um, you know... I, I don't know. There's just so many things that turn me on. Like, I go to the flower market. It's a ritual that I do every single week. Beautiful. And flowers, to me, are really erotic. And I love, like, petals, and I love the way they smell. Like, I love utilizing all of my senses. Yeah. And the flower market does that for me. So that is something that I make sure that I carve into my week every single week. And it also brings, like, this just sense of peace and joy and calmness to my house as uh-huh. well. Um, so I do that and yeah, I think like just being sensual and sensual in the terms of like utilizing all five of my senses yeah, to experience life in like the greatest amount of color possible. Yeah. I really think that just goes back, like your whole answer really goes back to the idea of like the basic one oh tantra 101. Like presence. Presence. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you beat me to it. Exactly. Yeah. Being present to whatever is in front of you. And like you yeah. said, like when you are present, you are going to be so much turned on, so much more turned on to yeah. life in general. Uh huh. 
I totally agree. Cool. Last thing, where can listeners find you or support you? If you want to share some information about sure. Puzzlegasm. Sure. So or... Puzzlegasm, we have a website. Um, it's puzzlegasm.com. And then... Can you spell it just... Sure. P-U-Z-Z-L-E-G-A-S-M. Pretty obvious. <laughs> dot but... com. And then our Instagram is also um, at Puzzlegasm, same spelling. You can find us on Facebook by just typing in Puzzlegasm. I'm also very into music, and um, I've created, I'm doing curated monthly playlists on Spotify to go with the puzzles. Oh so my god! That's you can amazing. find us on Spotify under Puzzlegasm. I'm about to release my first playlist uh, this week, so... Thank you again, Annalise, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. If this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. If you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll see you next time on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!